What's going on, everybody? My name is Matt. And I'm Gabe. And welcome back to another episode of the Tentacle Bot Podcast. And today, we've got something kind of fun for you, continuing our uh, new format, if you will. Yeah, so uh, today uh, is going to be looking a lot more like our uh, catch-up episode that we did uh, some time back. Uh, basically, this one here is we're just going to be talking about the new music that's come out, um, singles, EPs, albums, and just kind of giving a high-level overview on it. That way, we can touch a lot of different things. And... Uh, really just kind of give a good overview on like kind of what's going on in music. Yeah. Um, so but before we really get into that, uh, Matt, what have you been listening to lately? So to be completely honest, I haven't really been jamming too much, at least for um, new singles and stuff like that. Really, it's kind of been just a continuation of what I was talking about last week. The new North Lane with their track Carbonized uh, dug a little bit deeper into some of the uh, stuff that's supposed to be coming out on their new record that's coming out actually later this month. A mm -hmm. uh, little bit emotionless and white in their new song, Cyber Hex. Uh, really digging on that new Dayseeker song. It's just a lot of those singles I just keep coming back to. And, the Dayseeker you know, just, song is super rad. It's fantastic. How about you, man? Uh, so for me, outside of the new stuff that we've been listening to, I've been listening to a lot of uh, In Hearts Wake lately, actually. Really? So um, the, if you're not familiar with them, they're uh, kind of like just a your general kind of metalcore band okay but um in 2020 they released a, an album called Kali kaliuga um which is based off of like a one of the hindu deities um Ooh. for the name anyway and it just it kind of is an interesting take on like life right before the pandemic and then oh that's ju cool. just kind of like that that kind of concept of it mm -hmm. and um anyway it, it's a really good album uh, i really like it uh, I also went back to the uh, the Comeback Kid record that we reviewed earlier this year. Oh, okay. Uh, just because that's super fun. And uh, really, like, the last thing I've been listening to, I've been listening to a lot of Defeater and a lot of Hands Like Houses lately. Defeater, yeah. No, that's that's a respectable pick. Yeah, and I, we didn't bring this up in our, like, top eights, but Defeater is definitely, like, one of my honorable mentions for them. Okay. Uh, just because they're such a good band. If you haven't heard them, go check them out. They, they do really everything from just kind of, like, your soft, soulful acoustic stuff to your very, um, I feel like the 2010s era, like of melodic hardcore. So your okay. your counterparts, your hundredth before both of those guys went and took off and just became alt rock. Um, bands like Capsize and uh, just kind of like that whole vein of that melodic hardcore, really emotional kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, they're a phenomenal band for that. No, that's fantastic. Uh, before we do jump into the um, kind of breakdown of the new stuff going on, I feel like now would probably be the best time to talk about some news that's kind of happened here in the, the realm of metal. Uh, for those of you who may have heard our talking of Eskimo Callboy back in just various videos, really, or I guess not videos, but in previous podcasts, mm -hmm. um, they've actually changed their name. Uh, yep. So they are now going by Electric Callboy, and as of the time of recording, is we're probably a couple hours away from them dropping another new song. Okay. Uh, so definitely really excited. It's called Spaceman. Uh, so by the time this podcast comes out, the track should officially drop, and we'll definitely be talking about that in the next episode. Yeah, basically it was just them changing it because uh, Eskimo is a slur for uh, Native Inuit people that are mm -hmm. uh, local to Alaska and I believe parts of Canada as well. So it was just kind of them... Uh, just kind of backtracking on that and, and, and making it a little bit more appropriate. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and the uh, other thing in news um, that I have just kind of right offhand too is um, uh, Parkway Drive canceled their North American tour. So mm-hmm. they, they, they're still on for their European tour that's happening, I think, in September of this year. That sounds um, right. But they went ahead and canceled their North American tour, just citing that they kind of needed time to kind of pull themselves together as mm-hmm. people. And I don't really know what that means because they've had two years off of touring. So I don't, I don't know what's exactly going on there. Um, I just hope the best for the guys. Yeah, um, no, same here. They put on a good show, so I'm I'm sad to see them not come through. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say let's go ahead and jump into the uh, the music. Yeah, and, uh, let's next get into time it. We'll, we'll prepare a lot better for the uh, musical news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, what you got? Uh, let's go ahead and start off with some singles. So what, what else we got? What do we got coming out? So the uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was the band Novelists, and it looks like they're from France. Put out a track called Smoke Singles or Smoke Signals, excuse me. Um, So ended up jamming that one, and it was a really cool, like, there was definitely a hardcore sense to it. I don't know that hardcore is the proper um, kind of classifications for their all of their music, but it was neat in having some of the clean portions in the track, but also there seemed to be a lot of focus on guitar, but the way that they had kind of set it up was it was a lot more raw than uh, technical. So there was technicality, but it wasn't just like, let's play as fast as we can, as cleanly as possible. There was definitely a lot of scratchiness to it. It wasn't the most cleanly played track. Um, overall, it was actually kind of a banger. I really okay. quite enjoyed it. Uh, I definitely do plan to come back to it just for additional listens and just to kind of break, da- break it down some more. But it was definitely a fun listen, too. For sure. Um, in the pop punk era area, we had uh, Real Friends dropped uh, a set of singles, I guess, uh, back on the 25th. Um, they have Tell Me You're Sorry, uh, both a full band version and an acoustic version, which is kind Ooh. of continuing on this theme that we've been seeing them do, mm-hmm. where they either do a reimagined version, which is kind of a little bit poppier, or they include a full band and an acoustic version. Okay. Um, I'm warming up to the new Real Friends. A lot more. Okay. Uh, it, it's definitely catchy. It's not Dan Lampton's voice by any means, mm-hmm. but I feel like it kind of has just this catchier feel to it. Yeah. Uh, personally, I, I, I'm enjoying it. I don't know that it's amazing by any means, but uh, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it uh, in that regard. Um, so that, that, that came out on March 25th. That was called Tell Me You're Sorry. Okay. Uh, another uh, single that just came out recently, um, Chris Turner, uh, he's the drummer for Ocean's 8 Alaska. He's been working on a solo record, and I've been geeking out a lot, actually, with his music. But he just dropped, it's called Get Sendy. Uh, and it's continuing a lot of what we've... I'm sorry, s- Get Sandy? Sandy. So, like, send just with a Y. <laughs> okay. The music video for it is kind of weird, just outside of the actual uh, musical performance of it. But this dude is a god-tier drummer for yeah. metalcore. It's a lot of, um, I guess, kind of current R&B, so kind of having some of those beats, and then cutting into this just gentcore, disgusting... I Okay, so kind of like along the lines of, like, Nightlife? Maybe um, I would I'd just check it out. Like this guy is okay. A whole. Uh, he's so, so that good. was Chris Turner. Chris Turner, okay. yeah, uh, fantastic drummer. I've gone back to listen to a song Forty Roll, which is going to be another one off of that album. And it, he's an unbelievably great drummer. Probably, nice. probably be, top, maybe top five in like current metal. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, moving along here, we also have the new Trader single, Enemy, that also uh, dropped on March 25th. Uh, 
oh my god, this song is a banger. Oh. So uh, Trader Traders is back. Um, Tyler Shelton, Swamp Father, he's he's full force. They're out on tour right now, and I see them next Sunday. Oh, that's gonna be yeah. such a sick show. Yeah, no, it, it, it's gonna be super weird. I'm playing eight Easter services that weekend, and then I'm going to see Traders. You're <laughs> a madman. Oh, I know. <laughs> You're it's a gonna mad be nuts. Lad. But um, yeah, th- this song is a banger. It's just kind of calling out everybody who said that like he wasn't gonna be able to do what he's doing. He's he's not allowed. Like it's just kind of just straight like calling him out like yo you said i couldn't do this step up i am doing this and there's nothing you can do to stop me oh i love that it it is just superb levels of heavy okay um yeah i it's i i can't wait for more new material from them yeah no that that's definitely gonna be i I don't really know that traders has ever put out a bad album and i feel like this is just continuing that they, they, they've all had like kind of their distinctly different stuff because mm-hmm. um, like when they first released out their uh, Traders EP which I think was 2011 okay uh, 2011 or 2013 um, I'm pretty sure it was 2011 but um, they were a lot more like the downbeat hardcore downbeat deathcore that was kind of happening at the time okay um, so it was just like how long of a pause can we put in between our beats in crashes and beat <laughs> <laughs> and crash and, and, and so they've definitely evolved from that into like there's still kind of like your down tempo uh deathcore kind of stuff but mm-hmm. it's evolved into being a lot more involved i guess would be the best way to put it okay like, so um they all just really kind of come conclusively together as a band and i feel like this single is a perfect example of that oh i'm definitely jamming that once we're done recording the podcast that sounds fantastic oh, so good uh, anything else in regards to singles? Uh, yeah, I've got one more. Okay. Um, so Ice Nine Kills released uh, Hunting Season. That's right. Yep. Um, it kind of just continuing in the same vein of their, I, I don't like calling it a gimmick because it feels less sincere, but mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, is it is a gimmick. Yeah. Um, just kind of centered around horror movies and horror theme. Um, it's a solid song. I don't know that it's my favorite. It's... If they were to put it like on their last album, I would say it's probably be one of the more forgettable tracks. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. I had had a chance to listen to it a little bit earlier, and it was just like, it was okay. It, it felt yeah. like pretty underwhelming, especially I, for what they've done before. It's not something I'm gonna skip, but at the same time, like, it's you're not, not gonna actively amazing. look for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's all I've really got for singles at the moment. Yeah, no, that's the same with me, but I guess we should just jump right into the EP that had dropped recently. Yeah. So Kublai Khan oh, TX, which it's they, they so got sued good. apparently or something like that. Um, yeah, Kublai Khan dropped lowest form of animal uh, EP, and this is so moshy. It the, the mosh pit has a mosh pit. Mm-hmm. It is kind of where it's at. So um, the, the the single they released off of this one, uh, they released two singles, I believe. Uh, it was Resentment first, and then Swan Song featuring Scott Vogel from Terror. Um, Swan Song. I, easily my favorite song on the album mm-hmm. um, but the whole kind of just like theme behind the album is uh, is sex trafficking okay which swan song definitely hits that very quickly and very mm-hmm. harshly and it, it, it's a very dark ep but it is super good yeah no um, it, it's a re- it's really heavy and it continues what kubla khan's really done for the last few years and just kind of um pushes everything to 10 um yeah. you could even go so far as to say it's pretty much just everything kublai khan's done but pushed to 11 like Pre- it, it's pretty much yeah fantastic like, kublai khan has some of the violent most violent pits that i've ever been in <laughs> um and i i feel like that this is just going to be no ex- no exception yeah um I, I already mentioned swan song is my favorite the back and forth between 
uh, Matt Honeycutt, the vocalist for Kubicon and Scott. It, it's just, it's so good. Yeah. No, it, it, it was a really well done one. I definitely plan to go back to it. I've only had a chance to listen through once, maybe once and a half. Um, at least going through specifically the EP, but I'm really, really excited to hear more of this EP as well as see what else they're going to be dropping in the future. I've listened to it a lot. <laughs> oh, I believe that. No, the, the first exposure I really had to this one, I don't believe it was because it was a single release, but I think it was actually at the time the EP officially dropped was Taipan was mm. the first exposure to it. And I was like, yeah, no, it, it, the song went by really fast. I'm like, oh, the song's over? Excuse me? Yeah. But uh, no, it, especially with it being an EP is having it not be very long, it seems, you know, makes sense. For sure. Uh, yeah, that's all I had for EPs, uh, for notable things that I wanted to bring up. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, move into albums. <laughs> we have a mixed batch oh, man, of it's, things it's to talk about. So the first one... I feel like since we've just been talking heavy, Pale Face <laughs> dropped a new record. Uh, the name of that one is Fear and Dagger, and that dropped on March 25th as well. Oh, my God. Oh, so, my God. <sighs> Pale Face, A, they are disgusting. Mm -hmm. um, they, they are just super deathcore. Yeah. Uh, plus, like, they know how to do a soundbite. Yeah. The, the opening track, 666, is just haunting. It's terrifying. I, I literally felt like I was having a, an existential crisis. It feels like, like it, the right... It the, felt like a panic attack. It really was. And I was, I was sitting in my car just uncomfortable. Yeah. I was like, I don't enjoy this. But then all of a sudden, as soon as track number two hit, it was... It's beat down deathcore. Yeah. Very much so. Super much. It like, it, oh man. <laughs> uh, I really can't say enough good things about this album. Um, Dead Man's Diary is super good, which features the vocalist from Landmarks. Mm -hmm. uh, Chaos Theory also features Tyler Shelton from Traders. Uh, he shouts out Swamp Squad in there. Uh, so I, I'm I shouting out Swamp that. Squad here. <laughs> uh, which is uh, uh, it's uh, Tyler's Discord group. Yeah, um, that's that right. That he uses for a streaming. I'm a part of that, so... Shout out to the swamp, the swamp homies. <laughs> um, it also has a uh, hellhole, which is uh, featuring the Justice for the Damned vocalist. And uh, yeah, th th this album is just disgusting through and through. It, it's really gross. Um, I'll be completely honest. Once I hit my grave slash lay with me, I I hated the song so much. I I just turned off the record. So I thought it was an interesting choice for sure. It was a really interesting choice, and I feel like they just really didn't execute what they were trying to do or like what they were trying to do. It just wasn't executed properly. Uh, will I come back to it? Maybe. Um, it's just the My Grave Lay With Me is probably just going to be that one song I just have to skip in order to get through the entire record. Uh, up to that point, though, if I were to give a tentacle rating, musically, it's a six out of eight. Um, once My Grave Lay With Me comes into it, it's a two out of eight, which <laughs> like I just hated it. So it probably averages out right now to a four out of eight if I were, had to give a tentacle rating for it right now. Yeah, if I were given a tentacle rating, it, it'd be sitting at probably at a six for me. Okay, that's um, respectable. Nail to the Tooth is probably my favorite song that on here. so dumb. I loved it's it. It's so chaotic. Mm -hmm. I love it. 
and um, obviously Chaos Theory with Tyler Shelton is just that song was golden. Awesome. Tyler is a phenomenal vocalist. He, he, I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, it was just two dudes yelling at yeah. me, and I was like, I've never been more happy about being yelled at before in my life. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's it's super cool. They're uh, I think they're from Switzerland, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what yeah, is it they, with they, they people in Europe? Hell. What is it with people in Europe and just bringing some of the dumbest, thickest, heavy music? Oh, I don't understand it. Either. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on from there, let's go completely the opposite way into uh, something terrible, and uh, let's talk about the uh, new Red Hot Chili Peppers album, Unlimited Love. Hot garbage. Oh my god, hot I hated this garbage. Album. I didn't. I didn't get through a. One, I didn't get through a full song once. I, I so I forced myself to listen through most of it. I'm uh, so sorry. It is a 17 song, one hour and 13 minute runtime. I've probably listened to about 45 minutes worth. Um, so, full disclosure, like I loved Stadium Arcadium. It, mm-hmm. It's it, like if I had to make a list of 50 albums of all time, it's up there. Really? For, wow. If I'm combining both Mars and Jupiter in there. Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah, I. I, I fully love that album like that was my introduction to them i Mm -hmm. got to discover all their old stuff and how cool it was californication sugar love sex magic like all of those i uh, might be out of order really the big hits for for the band Uh, for sure yeah but like they're just they have so much evolution in their sound and i was so excited because their last three releases i believe um have not been good it might be two releases um but, but that I, I always equated that to John Frusciante, their uh, lead guitarist, leaving again. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was kind of like, I don't want to say the main source of the funk, because obviously Flea is still there. Yeah. But he was a lot of it, and a lot of kind of what changed the, the sound into what it was. And so with him coming back, I was super excited. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to be back. They're going to do it again. And then it was basically like when Head came back to Corn and they were dropped this. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, this is boring. It honestly, from the little bit that I had heard of the Red Hot Chili Peppers record, is it was literally as if Red Hot Chili Peppers was trying to do a caricature of themselves in the new music. Like it felt like they were trying to kind of do some of, I guess, the tropes, if you will. And yeah. it just, they didn't land. They, they were trying to fit their mold that they once had, but I yeah. I don't know if there is a chemistry issue with John just freshly coming back, even though mm-hmm. he was with the band twice before. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was just kind of, I mean, they're all getting old. Yeah. So, like, there is also that to take into consideration that maybe they're just not really just energized in, in, in it anymore. Because no. even in the Apple Music interview that he had done, um, he says, one more time, for whatever reason, the universe saw fit to inject this band with another giant shot of plasma. Uh, left to our own devices, we probably would have withered on the vine somewhere along the line, as we all do at some point, but it wasn't quite time for us to do that yet. And reading that, like, it makes me feel like, okay, this is going to actually like be full of energy and full of vibe. Yeah. It just never gets there. Like, the um, the um there is one song on here. It's... These are the ways. Um, that is the only song I actually managed to really get through and enjoy. Wow. And yeah. that's just because it had some form of semblance of energy to mm-hmm. it. Otherwise, the rest of it was just boring. Yeah. Well, and especially just hearing that little bit from their interview is it sounds like they're like going through an exis- 
existential crisis just seems to be my favorite saying today but they yeah they they were getting kind of philosophical and they're like yeah we feel like we you know could probably call it quits but then like oh we feel like we can do it again but no i I definitely wasn't feeling it for sure uh moving on from there um we'll I don't even want. Do, do we want to like just kind of do this back and forth weird thing, or uh, like soft hard, soft hard? Honestly, yeah, I'm kind of down with that. All right, let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, next, I want to talk about the new Necrogoblicon album. Mm, <laughs> dude. So, a, I didn't even know this happened until you mentioned it, and I'm I'm really upset at myself for missing it. Yeah. Um. That being said, this album is chaos, and I love it. It was the it was <laughs> the best kind of chaos. I I sat there and listened to it, and I was grinning ear to ear. I was like, "This is just stupid great." The fact that this dropped on April first is just flavor in its purest form. Mm. Um, if you're not familiar with Necrogoblicon, just look up the video for Powercore, and you'll understand who they are as a band. Yeah. Uh, that being said, this one here, it's just. It's all over the place. It it feels like circus metal. Yeah. I, I feel like is the best way to put it. That's a really good way of putting <laughs> it, honestly. Oh, my God. Um, I personally, I love Golden Future. I think it's a great song, uh, which is actually the first one that I heard off of it because my Apple music was screwing up and wouldn't play the first one for whatever oh, reason. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> um, Yin is super great. I actually really like Going to Die, which <sighs> it feels like it never ends. Yeah. <laughs> No, that one that one was hilarious. I really got I got a bit of a kick out of Supernovas. Yeah. There was just something about that one that was silly. Um Going to Die was funny and then This Is It was kinda just stupid. Yeah. I'm like, what am I listening <laughs> to? But like I, I enjoyed it. This one also takes the cake for having the best album cover of the year. Hands God, down. Yes it does. It's basically just an anatomy of a goblin and it's very, very descriptive and very vile and I love it. <laughs> You you couldn't hit that any more any better. On yeah, I, I'm so excited to see these guys again. I've seen them twice already, and I'm seeing them again when they come here with Guar. Dude, yeah. you are going to need to talk about this so much. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> I will. Whatever episode happens after May 29th, I will absolutely be talking yes. about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I so good. Um, <laughs> go ahead and bring us into the next one. Uh, I, I guess if I had to give it a, a technical rating on this one, I'd give it a seven. I would probably, I'd probably sit it at about a five, just because I haven't listened to it enough. For um, me, it, it's I, a I can I know I can never bring it higher than a seven because it's it, it's very much a joke kind of yeah. release. Um, that being said, they do it so well in such a way like it's kind of the way that Weird Al is to music now, like mm-hmm. where normally comedy parody is such a one-hit wonder kind of thing but he became a mainstay yeah and so i I feel like that's kind of what this is at too oh i forgot mgk put out a record yeah i forgot about that i completely did not listen to any of that but i have heard there is a lot of controversy around that man oh my god i have listened to it and i I, I'll, i'll take the reins on this one okay so full disclosure I like his music. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that's not a popular opinion, and I'm okay with this. It, right. it, it's one of those things. I, I, His persona is very much he is putting on a show because it's putting him in the spotlight, whether it's it, it's the, the old thing, but bad publicity is still publicity. Right. Um, that being said, this one's not nearly as good as Tickets to My Downfall. Mm-hmm. It's got a few catchy songs on there. Um, Lil Wayne's apparently still alive because he does feature on not one but two songs on this album. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which, like, it's fine. It's just normal Lil Wayne. Yeah. It's that weird auto-tune, and he says the N-word as much as he can, really. But, um, yeah, there, there, there's a few catchy songs on here for sure. It's... <sighs> yeah, I, I, I just... I understand all the hate that he gets, but at the same time, like, I can't personally hate him because I do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And it's... I feel like a lot of it is a nostalgia factor for me, too, because it is that old-school pop-punk stuff. Yeah. Your Blink-182, Boxcar Racer, Angels and Airwaves kind of concepts, mm-hmm. which, obviously, with Travis Barker involved, it's going to hap- have yeah. those. But, like, there's elements of Paramore, elements of Starting Line, mm-hmm. and all those kind of just, like, big or late 2000s hit bands and stuff like that. And uh, there's actually... Um, I forget who it was that was claiming uh, that his uh, song maybe sounded just like a uh, misery business. <laughs> oh no. It's not a, I see where he's coming from. It's not a big enough comparison. It's not like the, uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. Comparison good. They're good, good for, for you. you. Yeah. Uh, where like, I don't, I don't feel like it's going to be lawsuit worthy by any means. Right. Um, and it's not like it really matters. Paramore hates that song anymore. They don't even play it live. They don't. No, <laughs> they they put out a statement a little while ago. But that's what was the song on the new MGK album? It was like something sellout. There's once there's one song I've heard part of off of the the new MGK album. Um, so I, I've got a very small. Uh, reference point for this one but from what i did here is it, it was pretty much kind of a good continuation of tickets to my downfall oh, mainstream sellout that's what it was and it just wasn't like it was catchy but it also it didn't have enough of that hook if yeah you will. I, I feel like it just it missed the uh missed the mark on it yeah i can agree with that like tickets to my downfall like it was so out of left field that nobody really knew it was happening like we mm-hmm. had a small taste when he released uh uh, a concert for Aliens, which was just kind of everybody thought was like a weird one-off thing. Yeah. But then when he came out with the full album that was just straight pop punk, like it just was so out of left field. I feel like that's part of the reason that it was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, this one here, I think it it still performed really well, uh, if I'm not mistaken with the charts. But overall, like I just don't feel like it really kind of gave me the same feel and vibe for it. Yeah. Um, uh is this the did this record include the feature that uh MGK did with Ollie Sykes? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so that that's the song maybe. That's um, okay. I couldn't remember the name 100% offhand. Yeah. It's a good song. I like it. Yeah, it's not too and bad. It just goes to prove that once again Bring Me the Horizon is regardless of how you feel about them, they're kind of just marketing geniuses. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I can't argue they're, with they're that. Cuz they just they put themselves in all these situations that Put them in the limelight, whether they whether we like it or not. And honestly, I can't fault them for that. I'm not personally a Bring Me the Horizon fan. Mm-hmm. I like some of their stuff, but I feel like they just do a really good job at that. They they've kind of just really had that knack for it, really since they started. There there was for something about so. there was something about them that they were just able to. I mean, when get you hear there. their stuff now, like. It's very radio friendly, and mm-hmm. then you go back to like their Pray for Plagues days, and that's not radio friendly. No, it's and not. The fact that it's the, the same band effectively doing this, and mm-hmm. uh, then like he does uh, like kind of like the more rap stuff, like when they did heavy metal and uh, or the the song heavy metal um, from Amo, I believe it was. It sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, and, like they did the the stuff with kind of asking Alexandria when they were big in mm-hmm. in the just kind of your just butt rock scene yeah they're still big but like right as they were kind of 
making a breakthrough into that. Obviously, doing the feature with MGK brings more light to yep. Ring They also Horizon. did the um, the album where they went like full pop, and then they came yep. back to the rock metal scene. So they, you know, Bullet for My Valentine. Wow, <laughs> wow! Just Bring me the it horizon. Starts with a B, Matt. <laughs> It starts with a B and it has four words. It's fine. No, uh, Bring Me the Horizon. They've just really been all over the place. They've kind of seen it all, done it all. And, you know, they, they're they still seeing a lot of success. For sure. And like I, like I said, I respect it. I enjoy some of their stuff. Not all of it. Mm-hmm. A good majority of it is actually really not for me. But right. I, I feel like that's kind of really what they're going for anymore is they're trying to make something that has a little bit for everyone. Yeah. No, and I, I can respect it. Um, the one other thing I wanted to bring up too is Sabaton released their the War to End All Wars Historic Edition. Uh, so it's basically just has like a historic intro with uh, all of the the songs and kind of just gives a small outline of kind of what's going on in the song. Oh, I love uh, that! It's so good. It's super good. Uh, this one also includes Sarajevo, which uh, was referenced in his Apple Music interview, which is basically kind of like the bookend for for Versailles. Okay, so it sounds the same, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just story. Is, that's uh, cool. It is different. That's awesome. So it, it is super cool. I I highly recommend it, just from a, a, a educational standpoint. Okay. Uh but that being said, I think that's all I've got. So this is a time to fall right into our hidden track, where we talk about something outside the realm of music that's got us just absolutely excited. Gabe, what do you got? I don't know. <laughs> I spent so much time in music. <laughs> That's fair. I have two things. The first thing I can keep pretty quick, uh, the Digimon trading card game uh, just announced recently, and we actually have dates for the brand new set as well as the decks that are coming out alongside it. So first week of May, we've got new stuff, and I'm actually really excited about that. The only Digimon I know is a little yellow Totodile looking dude which is one of the best Digimon ever oh that's good to know I, I don't know I just know he looks like a little orange <laughs> alligator thing <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong um the other thing and Gabe if if this goes on too long you absolutely can cut it out oh boy so that means I have to actually edit Matt don't make me do that oh no <laughs> No, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit I'm gonna sit sit here for way too long talking about it. We're gonna wrap it just, up. Just just high level it. High level it. Um so I've done it twice, but I've caught all the Pokemon from number one to number four hundred ninety three. I have it twice. Basically Matt has no life. I don't, <laughs> but now that I've done this, I can have a life for a while. Until he goes and does it again with Gen five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, that is going to wrap it up for today. (laughs) Uh, Matt, where can they find us? You can find us on TikTok, on YouTube, on Facebook, as well as Instagram, all at TentacleBop. Please do like, rate, subscribe, follow. If you're looking at our social medias, you can find us on a wide variety of different places to listen to the podcast. Please don't just leave a one-star review and just not say anything. Like, please please put something along with it. Just give us five stars and call it a day. That would be even fine, too. (laughs) Uh, That being said, we're going to... seeing you guys next week with another band overview uh next week we're gonna be going over the band bless the fall and uh full disclosure i haven't listened to these guys in years so we'll see if if my feelings on them have changed this is gonna be a that's gonna be a really interesting episode just 
Oh, I'm so excited. They're one of my favorite bands. If you if you hadn't listened to our top eight, they're up in my top three. I'm excited to do this, get to geek out about these guys. And at this point in time, I still hate them. So hey. We'll see how it goes. But in the meantime, we will see you later. Catch you in the next one.